0: Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Brook with Don Rose US Commodities, and we had mixed closes in both grain and livestock futures. And, Don, I want to talk about soybeans first of all. We did rally into the close, um, even though we had some various USDA numbers. So, do you think that the CONAB numbers just kind of overshadowed that?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it was uh, maybe a double double. We had the CONAB uh, numbers were uh, positive, really, for the most part, you know, a big disconnect between the USDA and what CONAB is saying. Um, you know, we saw that. But then I think the great equalizer was the uh, bean oil. Uh, a lot of technical buying coming in. We hit that uh, big double bottom from clear back to May 31st on bean oil and uh, a lot of chatter going forward with the biodiesel demand uh, really going to pick up and uh, bean oil domestic use uh, pick up. So I think that was part of it. Maybe enough is enough to the downside, but definitely supported the soybeans uh, today, and uh, technicals look a lot better with a hook reversal uh, to the upside again today on beans.
0: Right. We should mention that in terms of the soybeans, we did uh, kind of bounce off some pretty good long-term support, didn't we?
1: Yeah, we did. You know, we've been down to this 1179 area. Now, this is a double bottom. And of course, the big bottom in June 8th was uh, 1175 and a quarter. Um, You know, and uh, the end of May, it was more in that uh, 11.45 area. But um, anyway, I think uh, when you look at the government's number, Michelle, uh, they're saying 12.65 for soybeans. They took it down, uh, you know, uh, on this report. But the uh, national average on uh, soybeans is really at 11.35. So when you look at uh, the government saying uh, more negative numbers, but the price projections are really... Uh, not negative. In fact, we're well under it on the cash index right now.
0: Do you think that the soybean market is acting like it's trying to bottom at all?
1: Well, I, it feels like it. Remember, uh, June eighth, uh, we put in a low, eleven seventy-five and a quarter. Uh, weather turned uh, threatening, and we rallied almost two dollars in two weeks on soybean. So I think you're uh, when you went down today to uh, or yesterday to eleven uh, seventy-nine. You know, it's a pretty good support zone. We're kind of basing here. Uh, most definitely, we need a catalyst. Um, you know, CONAB gave us some uh, strength, but then uh, the USDA numbers kind of pulled us back. So let's see going forward if we can get a, a technical push uh, back closer to this 1205, see if we get some fun buying come in.
0: Corn also had kind of a push-pull with the WASDE versus the CONAB numbers as well. What do you think the corn market latched on to, um, and why did we close a little lower?
1: Well, the corn market actually fought off the wheat market today. I mean, wheat market uh, really was on pressure to the downside. Russia's still selling wheat below the world market as well as uh, Ukraine. But, um, you know, I think the corn market strength was really tied to the fact that, you know, we're down at some pretty uh, low levels for um, this time of year. Not a lot of premium in the market. Still a lot of uncertainty with South America's crop, Uh, both Argentina and Brazil. I mean, the full growing season ahead of us basically on uh, Brazil's uh, big uh, exportable corn crop and Argentina's crop is just moving, uh, you know, midway through the pollination. So I think it was all about respect for at these price levels. um, You know, CONAB had a lot different numbers than the USDA and a lot of uncertainty with weather going forward.
0: Yeah. You and I have talked about how the wheat market's got to quit going down for corn to quit going down. But what else do you think is going to get the turnaround here in the corn market off these contract lows and get maybe some of these funds to cover shorts?
1: Well, you know, I think a couple things. I think number one, uh, you know, when you go forward, we're gonna have to get to an area where uh, we've got the acre battle coming up, uh, you know, here at the end of uh, March. And then we've got our our growing season fully ahead of us. So, you know, what's gonna take us off of the map is some of these countries uh, around the world cutting acres back. The EU looks like maybe they're gonna cut acres back. Um, So I think it's that, and then uh, obviously the big one, always the great equalizer like we had in cattle uh, is gonna be the weather going forward. So I think I'd pin my hopes on, you know, maybe we don't have that big growing season like we had last year, but hopefully someplace else around the world.
0: All right, let's hope we can find some support here pretty soon. Wheat market, we mentioned did have a down day. Was that technical selling or is this this continued story you and I have talked about with, you know, our poor demand and not being competitive?
1: Well, the wheat market really, uh, Michelle, hasn't gone anyplace for a long time. It's just been chopping in a range along that line. I mean, the oats market, a lot of people aren't following that. But the oats market since the first of November hasn't gone anyplace. It has big rallies, big breaks. Now where we're moving forward is the wheat market starting to do the same thing. And I think what we're saying is we're at fair market value on the wheat. You can't really go down big, can't really go up big. And maybe the corn market as we move forward is starting to do the same thing and then see if we can hit some kind of a catalyst that gives us a push to the upside.
0: So we talk about how short the funds are really in all of the grains here. When you combine grains and oil seeds um, historically We are very short. And so at some point, do the funds just say, hey, we've made enough money on this side of the market, so we're going to start getting out? Or do they need that bullish catalyst? No, I mean, most
1: definitely, Michelle. At some point in time, um, like you alluded to, the funds uh, on our records have only been uh, this short on all the grains combined uh, uh, five, six times in in history. So that puts in perspective uh, where we're really sitting. But uh, at some point in time, um, and that's what it is going to be. If we get a bullish catalyst, there will be a race to the uh, door going out, much like we saw in soybeans. Remember, in uh, June 8th, we rallied for uh, just weather concerns almost $2 in two weeks. So, you know, you don't want to talk uh, prematurely positive, but I think you have to be on guard if anything can change um, as we go forward. And certainly, it feels like we're starting to run out of gas. And remember, on the corn market in the olden days, once we uh, you know uh, were under four dollars and we rallied over four, we always ran into a lot of selling at four twenty to four forty on uh, corn. And you know maybe we're back to that, where four twenty to four forty is the big support rather than the big resistance.
0: Uh, the cattle market more new highs for the move in both live and feeder cattle futures today. Has that been a fund driven rally or Right now, is it weather, lower weights, tight supplies?
1: Well, I tell you, the cattle market is just the opposite of the uh, grain market. The grain market fundamentals are negative, and we just uh, can't catch a bid. The cattle market is just the other way. The fundamentals are positive, and you know, led by the feeder cattle. You know, a two-month uh, uptrend on our stuff. Um, you know, and the funds want to sell the grains, want to buy the uh, cattle, uh, and uh, you know, I think that's really what's going on. Um, the great equalizer is the is the weather. First, we got into, you know, we were dead in the water going down. We got into the big uh, snowstorm, the cold. Um, you know, now we're in the mud. Um, so the efficiencies are down. And I think the bottom line is, Michelle, the uh, bull story was out a few months. And with all of the uh, setbacks in the cattle, uh, as far as the uh, rate of gains and and such, that we've kind of pulled that bull story uh quite a bit further ahead and that's what you see the packer chasing the bids right now even at losses so uh, that's a good sign numbers just aren't out there in the future and took a lot of weight off these cattle.
0: And hogs have been down the last several days Don you know how much of that is just uh, this cutout values which have continued to slide?
1: Well I think we just plain got too low on the hogs and then we saw the uh, cutout um, you know take a push to the upside um, and uh, you know the hogs around the world rallied. Um, you know, China was up $5. Uh, We were going up, Canada up $3. Uh, The EU is still just way over everybody else, $11 higher than we are in the U.S. But uh, regardless, I think where we're at is we pushed up. We still have too big a numbers on the hogs, probably still need some liquidation um, going forward. And I think we're respecting that after we've had this rally. Couldn't really got it close in the summer months. Uh, You know, we start to get, as we get close to $100, the air gets a little thin out in the summer months, and I think that's what happened with the cutout stalling out. Um, But I think you have to say 2024 from a cycle standpoint is more positive than negative uh, after the uh, uh, year-and-a-half washout that we see in the cash hogs.
0: I was going to say it can't go too much lower, I don't think. It can't be too much worse. Okay. Thanks for joining us. John Rose, U.S. Commodities at his markets now.